Welcome back to DC Nova Stream. I am not your usual host, Brit Girl. Uh, it's Lethal here. We're here for a very special episode. Uh, we did see the crossover and we wanted to just jump in and give our thoughts, but I couldn't do it alone. So here with me is Brit Girl. Woo, I'm taking a back seat today, guys. Backseat driver. Honk, honk. How you going? Woo. Sorry? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I thought you asked, where are we going? And I'm oh, like, well, we? I don't know. I'm sure yes. we'll figure it out. <laughs> Somewhere along the way, we'll Somewhere figure it out. Yes. So, what a week. What Absolutely. a week. Can you believe we've watched the crossover? It's been and gone and happened. What? 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 Yeah, it's been um, been a long time coming, especially especially with all the controversy, and then all the photo leaks of um, mm. Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin swapping costumes, and it's been a big build up, and now it's finally come and gone. Can I just say straight up? Go for it. Stephen Amell, flash costume, match made in heaven. That's so funny. I Have thought the exact opposite. Never loved the man more. Ugh. I was looking at the costume and thinking, I love that they did this. I'm so, I just, swapping places, this is hilarious, this is great. But Grant Gustin fits that suit better. (laughs) I just, I cannot see Stephen Amell in anything but the, um, pretty much the Green Arrow costume. I just thought it was so weird. He just looked (laughs) stiff. He did the Batman turn, you know, where, um, I think it was Christian Bale and even like the Tim Burton Batmans. With a neck, you couldn't turn it. But the I neck. think it was that was kind of. I think that was part of the character, though, being uncomfortable in the suit. I know. And the skin, but yeah, we'll get into that soon. So, if you didn't know, the CW has a annual crossover. This is year three. Uh, the last two years have been well. Year one was good. Year two was amazing, and mm. this year, well. Let's dive right in. Brittany, what is your thoughts on the third crossover, Elseworlds? Alrighty. Well, uh, just if if I could just like cover the first two years. We had aliens and then we had Nazis on Earth X. And they touched on some really great themes on Earth X. They introduced some amazing characters. They brought back uh, brought back Leonard Snart, hit some amazing points. Now this time we had uh, a an alternate reality, like our reality was changed, where um, what's his name, <laughs> Oliver Queen <laughs> woke up as Barry Allen, and Barry Allen woke up and oh my goodness, I'm Oliver Queen. So the premise is there. The whole oddity of the situation, I loved. I mean, yes, I just said I wasn't a fan of Stephen Amell in the Flash's costume, but I liked that <laughs> I wasn't a fan. Because this is a world where things are where they shouldn't be. And I loved that. Um, I th- I felt they needed the extra episode and they needed to investigate it more. I... Because, yes. <laughs> you, you go on ahead. I'm just oh, thinking of all the comic, I... book, the comic book it attaches to. I was the opposite. I hated it. <laughs> I thought it was horrible. It was so blah. And boring. They definitely needed the extra episode. I felt like Batwoman was overpromised and underdelivered. 
there were not enough scenes to warrant a Batwoman TV show. However, Superman and Lois Lane. What Elseworlds showed me is that Superman needs his own freaking show on the CW. <laughs> At least we agree on how good Lois They've Lane is. They've got their Lois are. Lane, who was incredible, by the way. She's from um, Grimm. She like, played the wife or fiancé in Grimm, and, and that's where I first saw her, and I thought, I love this lady. She is great and well-written. Just give them their own damn TV show. That was the <laughs> Somebody highlight. Somebody save me. Spoilers. Wow, well, isn't this the whole podcast about? I'm Spoilers? Joking. I'm joking. I will admit that did, like... I freaked out on the couch when that song came on and Luke had no idea why I was freaking out. See, I um, think that that sums this up. This is why I liked it in that although maybe it wasn't the best in story, maybe it wasn't the best um, structured or all those, those different things, it was the best in creating these Easter eggs and moments where fans would just gush. And I think mm. that's what they've nailed this time and they've, kind of created moments where fans go, oh, I know that, oh, I know that, oh, look, they're swapping. It's like a musical episode where it's not really quite necessary, but it's kind of what fans would want. Imagine it like all the fans coming together and writing a fan fiction. Well, to lead on from that point, it yes. definitely, the dialogue sounded very um, fan fiction in the way <laughs> it was cringy and not well developed. Yeah, and... my lucky <laughs> Oh, I just... Like, it's the CW, so of course it's going to be cringeworthy. But I felt... I don't know. I felt last year the crossover was like there was a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And there was a clear flow. And this year... I felt like there was no beginning, there was no middle, and there was a hodgepodge of an end, and they were just throwing all this crap at the wall and mm-hmm. seeing what would stick without thinking about it. Yeah, I, I, I do understand where you're coming from. I, I guess I watched it more from the perspective of this will go down well in that we're getting Lois Slane, we're getting um, a Mazo, or we're getting all these little Easter eggs. I 100% agree with you with the finale, though. That episode, Supergirl should really introduce it, I guess, in this scenario. Because if you're going to end on the original two superheroes, then one of them have to have the final episode. Because exactly. that final episode yeah. wasn't a Supergirl episode. But the first one was a Flash episode, and the second one was an Arrow episode. Mm. They just they just let Supergirl down, I think. And, and Alex Stanvers coming in, I kind of thought it was a bit... It was really, it really was thrown at the wall because it's just like we've got to get more Supergirl characters in there. Let's just throw this person in there. Yeah. Um, I'm I, Superman's worst pal. Like, I when it was like Supergirl episode and she's locked up in prison and we're focusing on Barry and I'm like, what? No, yeah. no this is Supergirl's episode. What? What are you doing? You've. It's. I feel like they. Got a bit cocky after how good last year's was. And this year feels like they cruised by because we have Superman and Lois Lane. Blah, 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 blah. 
So who cares about if it's good writing or not? No one However, cares. And I think mm, the ratings was, prove... You continue your thought and I'll jump in. Okay. The ratings have proved. So this is the lowest crossover ever watched. Oh, no. um, it's literally like more than half of last year's. And that's not a good sign. No, but and, I have to say it really highlights how good Tyler Hotchlin is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I know. He, I think he was the he was the standout this this year. Yep, he was. And then for of me. course Lois Lane, but he yeah. just because he played uh, both roles, he played the villain, he played Clark Kent and Superman, mm. and he just he just fits, you know. When a person gets a role and those two are just a match made in heaven. I mean, him walking out of the barn, casually picking up a hay bale and throwing it as if, oh, that needs to go over there. Be still that's, my heart. I, yeah, they yeah. did really well when focusing on him. But that's the unfortunate thing is that episode is Supergirl's episode. But and they lost the sight flesh. of that and they made it a yeah. Superman episode. <laughs> that would be fine if he had his own series. And I think that's what... That's what everyone's like, oh, my God, Batwoman, Batwoman. And I'm like, nah, mate, it was all about Superman. Yeah. So I did. I um, I will say that I actually did enjoy Super... Uh, sorry, what's her name? Batwoman. When she fell on the car roof. I mean, they hit all the points that is, like, expected of the Bat characters. Um, I I know a lot of people kind of had a, a negative reaction to her. But I thought, no, I, I like this. I think she fits really well. I think she's teasing Kara a little bit, you know, kind of flirtatious. When Kara's like, oh, look, is this the, the original Bart? Oh, trying to get out of there a little bit awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I think there was a really cool interaction. I think Ruby, Ruby Rose and... Um, um, Melissa Benoist, I think they work really well together, especially when they have that little chat at the end and Kara's like, well, yep, you do have a lot of tattoos. <laughs> but they're not on the same earth. They're on yeah. the same earth as Arrow, so it'll be linked with Arrow from the ending, what it suggests anyway. Mm. So, Is that the Court of Owls? I don't know. Because it's a golden mask, but it looks like a similar frame to the white masks of the Court of Owls. Because it's golden, I was kind of thinking, oh, what's going on here? I, I saw it and I went, I don't know who that is. I'm guessing we'll find out on Arrow in January. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my overall thoughts are most disappointing crossover so far. And I wouldn't... So, like, perspective, this time last year, I bought all four episodes on iTunes, so I had them to re-watch. This year, no, nah, wouldn't pay for them. So, it's... Mm. Well, where I stand with them is I walked away from the first crossover not as, I don't know, I wasn't really thrown by it. I guess because there were so many characters. The aliens, I kind of just looked at mm-hmm. like you're kidding. I just, the CGI was hard to get past. Yeah. I, w- I would, well, there's only three really to look at. So I wouldn't put it at the bottom. And I would think that it's really the Easter eggs and having Superman, Lois Lane. And to be honest, um, what's his name? Cisco as a gangster was actually pretty good. <laughs> that was, really was entertaining. Yeah. That was very entertaining. I feel like. The Legends should have been in it. I know that it wasn't a time-related story, but I still feel like they could have been in it somehow. 
And in their episode this week, they were like, oh, we missed a call from... From Barry Cara and Oliver and, and Barry Cara. and yeah. Oliver. Oh, like, hey, way to acknowledge it. But I don't know. I felt like it definitely needed that extra episode to kind of feel effective because there was way too much setup in the Arrow episode. There was way too much fluff in the Flash episode. And then the Supergirl had to wrap everything up and while still trying to be a Supergirl episode. And, and it wasn't. failing spectacularly. I think um, you're right. I think the CW crossover needs to have every part of the family. And yeah. although I didn't, I didn't quite miss them because I feel like there were so many characters for them to deal with. I kind of understand why that didn't happen. Yeah. But they, they could find a way around it and to at least have Sarah Lance pop in, although you'd have the confusion with uh, Black Siren, you know, because I don't think they've told her about that. And I think as well, they, they really need to plan the, um, the schedule for the release of the shows. Perhaps it would actually be best to start with one of the OGs, Flash or Arrow, and end with one of the OGs, Flash or Arrow, and have Legends and Supergirl in the middle. Because they focus so much on Flash and Arrow, and that's fine because they are the original superheroes. But in doing that and not having them as bookends, you're unfortunately taking away focus from the other shows and the main focus of those shows. Because mm. it's unfair that they, they didn't give Supergirl the proper attention. Yeah. So what was your favorite episode out of the three? Well, the last one is definitely knocked off. Get rid of that. That was really <laughs> yeah. poor. As much as I loved um, Superman, it just really fell short. Um, although they're kind of just all blurred together, I really have to think on this. <laughs> I would probably say the second one because they went to Gotham and okay. I did actually enjoy it. It could definitely, I'm not going to lie, it could have been done better. Absolutely. But I am on, I'm on this Ruby Rose train. I mean, let's get more Australians in the acting industry. I'm like, yes, girl. Doing it for Australia. Mm, is she? She moved to Hollywood. Anyway. Um, I didn't... I, I think I have to pick the first episode because of that spectacular intro to Lois Lane and reintroduction to Superman. Mm. And, and the arrows I, in the back, was that the first episode? Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. No, I did, yeah, I forgot about that. The first, yeah, yeah it was pretty good. Um, I like where it's heading, so I don't know if you know this, but the CW got ahead of themselves and confirmed that next year's crossover is actually going to be Crisis on Infinite Earths. With the anti-monitor, I thought that, yes. especially when Flash and Kara were starting to disintegrate, and I thought, oh, oh. <laughs> they released the official logo and confirmed that all four shows will be involved. That's good. Um, and there is whispers, and take this with a complete grain of salt, because mm. it's only rumours, uh, that Black Lightning will be involved. Okay. Because it's Crisis on Infinite Earths. And if Batwoman has a show by that stage, she will have an episode as well. Mm. But we... Ooh, so that'd be six. Yeah. And you know what? If they're going to tell this story and they're going to do justice <laughs> to the comics, <laughs> they might need six episodes to do it, mate. Yeah. Like, 
Do you know what I mean? Because Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, I, I just butchered that. Um, <laughs> that isn't that the title i might be wrong but isn't that the one that really reset the comics yeah and, and this could be 52? this could be a way for arrow to bow out gracefully mm. it could be a way to end the horrible flash and keep supergirl batwoman black lightning and legends yeah oh my goodness i <laughs> Legends. <laughs> <laughs> they had like their own crossover. They did, and I loved it. To be honest, it I was loved it, it. It was so insanely crazy and just immature that it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh. I so this season, my two favorite shows are Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Like, they're yep. my standouts. Like, Arrow's coming back to its former glory, but the Flash is so far gone, I'm just beyond... I I think I really liked the line that, that Oliver said to Barry in the crossover episode where he's like, you can't go five minutes without a sappy emotional speech. I'm like, yes, that is the Flash. And when they're all hanging around the door trying <sighs> to follow Oliver into, like, the hallway, because they always have... You know, chats in the hallway in yeah. some other room, you know, away from you. But, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had a thought. What was it? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's right. Black Lightning, we don't talk about much on this show. Um, no. However, I do keep up to date. But I'm falling out of step with it. I'm just not enjoying it as much as I would want to. Well, it's all on and Netflix. I know. I know. It's on there. I'm watching it. But it's more that I just, I'm not enjoying it. Oh, no. Like, because unfortunately, I, I think uh, Jennifer, I think is how it's pronounced, she's a fantastic character. And Jefferson Pierce is also very interesting. And the wife, I'm like, okay, yep. No, I've I only seen one episode, so no spoilers. Oh, okay. Well, the biggest thing is that the oldest daughter, I just think she's manipulative. and oh. And I think she's... I don't know. She's not, to me, she's not what a hero is and what is a hero is portrayed. And maybe that's the best thing because she's learning. But I look at it and I'm just, I just cannot. And she just annoys me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's maybe because she, um, so she, I think it's really because she's sort of using the women she goes, she dates and stuff. And I'm like, you do you, but you are so manipulative. And you are so using these these women. And I'm like, this is just not right. I just... Ah. I think that CW shows are not bingeable, especially the hero ones. That could also be part of it. Yeah. We had to stop binging because it's just too much. Like, we tried to catch up on The Flash and we were getting so bored. And I said to Luke, stuff it. Let's just read a catch up. <laughs> Because I can't, yeah. I can't. It's too boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe that's maybe that's it. If I had binge, because I'm pretty constant in like having a weekly sit down with the CW shows. Yeah. But maybe it's because with Netflix, I sit down and watch a, a bulk few episodes. The so characters are more likely to get on my nerves. Yep. Or only watch. This is what we did with. Oh, sorry, wrong brand, but Daredevil. Um, we've just been watching one episode a week. 
so we don't See, overdo it. Yeah, Daredevil season two was a bit of a flop, but season three was pretty good. I could binge that and I could still, when I was a boy, I enjoyed watching these, uh, these, them superhero things. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, so good gosh. at impersonations, guys. Just hire yeah. me for your next event. <laughs> Brit girl for birthdays. Um, Yay! So, so, I think I already know the answer, but who is your favourite character out of the crossover? Oh, well, it'd be between Superman and Lois Lane. Okay, cool. Mine are the same, Superman and Lois Lane. Mm. Um, I feel like I thought they were going to be in it less than they were, which delighted me. Mm. And I thought Batwoman was going to be in it more. And she was in it a lot less, which upset me. So I feel like what they were advertising didn't deliver what what my expectation was. Um, But I love that they tied, like, how they tied Superman into it and why Kara was at the farm. She was at the farm because she left the DEO and she's upset. So, Mm. of course, she'd go to her brother the only person who would understand cousin 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 (laughs) (laughs) the only one who would understand um what she's going through about being asked to reveal her secret identity and i loved Mm. that they did that it wasn't just hey here's superman like Mm. randomly it it was there for a reason and the other amazing thing is, is that more often than not, when you have a Superman story like Smallville or you get a film or something, you're starting from scratch and you're seeing Clark Kent fall in love with Lois Lane and vice versa. But in this spot, oh. you see that relationship already developed. Yeah. And they had such chemistry. Mm-hmm. It was so good. It like was they electric. They were having so much fun at the end mm. where it's just like, you got to be direct, you know, what you taught me at the farm or whatever. That was cool how he yeah. crushed the coal and got out the diamond. Oh, it's like it. Lois Lane and it's like, bam! And it's like, yes! Oh, that's all I had to do? <laughs> oh, the chemistry, man! Yeah, I th- and I like that we're seeing this version of Lois Lane and Superman because we've never seen it on screen. It's always them meeting and, you know, falling in love. It's not we're already in love. We've yeah. been together for a while. We have history. Lois has been to other planets. Like Lois has been to Krypton. Like all this yeah. stuff that Lois happened. is a different. Yeah, she's yeah. different from the Batman versus Superman Lois Lane, and that's good. Yeah, they've really taken it in a different way. I think. I think um, the CW Lois Lane is a lot more like. I think it's the animated film Superman Unbound. Mm. where Brainiac comes along and, you know, tries to take Metropolis. And it's in that animated film where Lois Lane has the chops to give Brainiac the finger. (laughs) (laughs) Brainiac is crouching down looking at this building and she's just like, what of it? Gives him the bird. I loved her in this so much. And I really, like, I was just like, they need a Superman show. If, like, they're saying, like, and what I also got out of the crossover is that, Barry and Kara are like, you know, heroes and heroes of light and, you know, love and positivity. And why are we giving a dark, tattooed Batwoman a show when it seems to be drifting towards the lighter heroes 
and if there's no plans for a Superman film anytime soon. Well, it's I, not going to confuse people. I've just got a theory. I think you were, may have hit the nail on the head earlier when you said for Arrow to gracefully bow out. Perhaps Batwoman, Batwoman is place. replacing that hard-hitting, dark nature of the world. And the thing is, okay. is that we have that in the comics as well. Superman, Wonder Woman, that's hope and truth and justice, whereas Batman is vengeance and justice. Okay, cool. So, so we have right, the balance. Would... We almost have our own DC trinity on the television shows that balance out the, the traditional trinity that we have in the comics. Ooh, that's a very good way to look at it. Hmm. Um, final thoughts on the Elseworlds crossover. Um, look, they could have done better. I think they played, they tried to play into the fans what the fans wanted. It certainly hit a lot of moments. So the fans would have been like, yeah, this is sick. But, yeah, it wasn't like last last year's touched on some pretty heavy things. Mm. To quote... The comic book guy. Worst crossover ever. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did not enjoy it. I was skeptical going in, particularly of Ruby Rose, who if you've seen Pitch Perfect 3, you'll understand why I was skeptical. Oh, okay. Um, Horrible. But I don't know. It just didn't hit hit the notes I wanted it to hit, but it did deliver Superman and Lois Lane amazing. It did give Mm -hmm. us an interesting looking Gotham. Um, We didn't get to see too much of Gotham um, slash Canada, Uh, but I'm sure (laughs) we'll see more. I think, I feel like it was hinting that Batwoman's going to Arrow for the rest of the season, possibly. At the end. Well, that that would that would be her connection, but she might even just go quiet and true. just not come back until her own season. I would That's assume Alfred's going to be involved because I mean that was the Wi-Fi password. Yep. And she has access <laughs> to all of Wayne Industries. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I yeah. We need some of that British Cockney accent in there to like brighten <laughs> her up. Say right, love. Here's a cup of tea. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> You've been doing push-ups all day. <laughs> Trying to do a well, great impersonations, guys. You can totally tell who I'm talking about. I'm just gonna... Brit girl for birthdays. Yeah! Um, so <laughs> you, we have until next year to look forward to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Hopefully none of the shows get canned between now and then because the ratings have gone down considerably this year in all shows. Um, so... Only time will tell. Here's something I wanted to talk about just quickly. Two things. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this week's episode of Titans. I try and avoid them because I'm just like so into being surprised by these okay. episodes. Oh. But I did okay. see a picture of Donna Troy with the lasso of truth. The episode is called Batman. Oh, sorry, Robin versus Batman. <laughs> if you want to watch this jaw-dropping trailer, make sure you jump over to our Facebook page at Novastream AU. 
It is there. It is crazy. We are going to see Batman in the Titans universe next week. WTF. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so excited. Oh, and I just can't hide it. Ooh, yeah. It's true. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. And you will like it when you watch I'm the done. trailer. Um, I'm not going to give anything more away. All I will say is watch the hell out of this trailer and make sure you catch all of season one of Titans, which will be streaming on Netflix January 11th. That's right. In the second week of Jan, which is only like three weeks away, guys, you can watch Titans and finally, finally discover what we've been going on about. Mm. Also, I've got comic book of the week. (gasps) <gasps> Just in case we wanted to bring oh that back gosh. for the last one. Yes. This comic uh, is now my favorite. It's <laughs> up there for me with the killing joke. Okay. Wow. Okay. Mm. I didn't realize how much I missed Barbara Gordon's character, like her 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 character as being Oracle or her kind of because to me Barbara is very empathetic she's very warm you know all those sorts of things but she's also very analytical and it'll break her heart but she knows if she needs to be analytical she will cut ties and she will walk away my comic book of the week is batgirl annual and it's where she once again faces off with her brother and it's such an amazing duality between these two characters. They con- they contrast each other so amazingly, and that's what this is about. This is about J- uh, James Jr. pretty much pushing her buttons. And it starts off by her saying um, she used to hate, she used to hate Gotham because she couldn't see the nights, she couldn't see stars. And it talks about, and you're like, oh, that's a bit, you know, corny or whatever, but I'll go with it. But then at the very end. This just this just wrapped it up so nicely in a good bow. You have James Jr. saying, Shine on, Babs, but just remember that the brightest star in heaven was the devil before he fell. Ooh. So he's just, it's just this amazing kind of back and forth where Barbara is at a point where she's like, I love my brother. I want to be there for my brother, but I need to cut ties. I just know I can't this isn't going to work, this isn't helping him, and it's definitely not helping me. But he's still playing on that little bit of sympathy and empathy and kindness that she has for him. He's drawing her in and trying to manipulate her, and it's just this wonderful little comic. Wow. So is that the one that you got when you were here? It was. It was the back okay, girl. Cool. Not, not the one you bought me, thank you. Oh, that's right. But it's just interesting comparing this character of the Batgirl annual to mm. the um, Batgirl of Burnside and the, the trade that you bought me, which is uh, Volume 4, Strange Loop. Because Batgirl annual, I feel, is for an older reader, a more mature reader, and the Strange Loop Batgirl, Batgirl of Burnside, fits really well for the younger audience coming into comics and really enjoying the, the poppy, techno, hip kind of character although they did eat at britney's diner and i was like <gasps> yeah hell yeah that, i own that place that's yeah. my place yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean if if fat girl doesn't have a uh, comic book of the week at least like once a month or something i'm doing something <laughs> wrong you know so. i try to vary it i do guys i'm sorry <laughs> 
but I'm well, done. I'm good. I'm happy. That's so good to hear. Um, so we have some news before we go. Uh, so next year, I'm not leaving Brit by herself anymore. I'm so excited. <laughs> So we'll still have guests on, but I'll be joining Brittany uh, for these fortnightly podcasts. So I'm so excited to be able to join you. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for thanks for taking the reins today. It's nice to just relax a little, not have to worry about editing. Yeah, really? and totally happy to do it next year too. From time to time, not all the time, because you're the editing. <laughs> I throw everything at you. You do the edit now. <laughs> I do the talk. I do the sing. I do not do the edit. And she also does birthdays. We would be <laughs> remiss. I'm so excited. <laughs> we would be remiss if we did not mention Aquaman. It's going to be a massive week over on Novastream. Brittany mm-hmm. herself, mm-hmm. Brit Girl, is headed to the blue carpet in Queensland for the Australian premiere of the film, tell us more, B. I'm so excited. <laughs> I need to vary it up a little bit. Yes, so I am going to <laughs> head down to the Gold Coast, uh, to Robina, which I think is in the Gold Coast. I'm going to drive very, very, very far to get there. And I'm going to see it with Jackie, who has done reviews as well for uh, Nova Shereen. Hey, Jack. Yeah, hey, Jack. Jaqualin. And we're going to go see it. And apparently I heard that Jason Momoa... And James Wan and Amber Heard. Am I getting the last one right? Apparently, they're all going to be there as well. So, yes. So I have <laughs> no idea what to expect. This will be one of the biggest <laughs> premieres I've been to. I'm so jealous. So Tuesday night, make sure you stay tuned to the Novastream page. Hopefully, we'll have some photos for you of the event. And I believe you're going to be doing the review, Brittany. Yes, I will be. Um, We will sort out the details of written review, and um, I'm going to be doing a video review on my own channel, which you can find Brit Girl on YouTube. You can also follow me on Instagram, Brit Girl, and you can follow me on Twitter, Brit Girl. Woohoo! And on Wednesday, Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, and James Wan hit up Sydney for the fan screening. And uh, make sure that you follow the Fortress, our friends. They're going to be on the blue carpet in Sydney. They're going to be bringing you photos, videos, Trent freaking out. So make sure (laughs) you follow the Fortress uh, on Wednesday because they're going to be covering the Sydney event. And yeah, just before we go, I don't know if you know this. The soundtrack for the Aquaman film has been released. And uh, like Deadpool 2 earlier this year, they have decided to make a theme song. So you know how we had the Celine Dion song? Uh Uh-huh. So uh, Aquaman have chosen Pitbull. Okay. The song is called Ocean to Ocean. And oh, I feel like Celine Dion should sing a song called Ocean to Ocean. Ocean to Ocean. And you know, like- honestly, DCN fans, I wish that this was a joke. Here's a little preview. They tried to get rid of me, but from ocean to ocean, they gonna have to deal with me. Isn't that 
So yeah, I wish I was joking. Uh, well, okay. So I, I, they sort of did it with Suicide Squad, I guess. But yeah, that was really good is, music. This is Aquaman. I'm sorry, Alistair. I can't this say is, anything positive you, about that track. No, either can I. You're ruining my movie. <laughs> Worst movie ever. No, I won't be saying that. I'll be saying because I know, I know the second that the credits roll that song's going to blast in my ear and I'm going to be blocking my ears waiting for the mid credit scene which of apparently there's two so don't leave the cinema make sure you stick around Chinese audiences have said that there is two they have not revealed if they're linking to other movies in the DC universe but they've just said that there's two so respect for keeping the spoilers to yourself um but yeah, I'm just in, I literally got this song, no joke, two hours ago and have been trying to process how they could do this to me because <laughs> everything else has been so good so far. Anyway. Oh, uh, well, I mean, yeah, you win some, you lose some and then you get Pitbull. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> we will be back. We're not coming back till February because we're giving ourselves a nice proper break. Uh, an actual break this time. An actual break. Uh, so, make sure you keep tuned onto the NovaStream socials. We will be posting up all your DC stuff. As well, make sure you like and subscribe to Brit Girl. And if you feel like following me, uh, Lethal on YouTube and uh, Facebook. I'll also be doing a video Aquaman review. Um, I'm worried about how much I'm going to cry. I'm seeing it on Wednesday morning. I think you so need to see it twice. A little bit after you. the first time, just let it be for you. I, you are too much of a fan <laughs> to be a critic the, critic the first know, time you watch it. I know. I feel like I'm going to be Jackie at Wonder Woman. Exactly. Um, or and me I, when and that I girl have, comes out. I have no support going with me to this screening. I'm literally going by myself. It's an admit one ticket. No one else I know is going. Possibly Thor. And if he's going, I may have to cry on his big Thor-like shoulders. A.K.A. Andrew Lutomsky. <laughs> Follow him, Thor of Oz. Yes, you should. He's amazing. That is it. We are actually done for the year now. Thanks for listening to this special pop-up episode. Uh, if you feel like giving us a rating on iTunes, please do. It really actually does help people find us. But in the meantime... Five star. Too... <clears throat> uh, in the meantime, though, we will see you in February. I'm Alistair. I'm Brittany. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And we'll see you in Feb. We love you guys.